Good evening, and thank you for joining us on Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Tonight we have the privilege of being able to hear a friend of Medjugorje speak to the BVM Caritas Pilgrimage Group in the village of Medjugorje. Now we know every time we hear these encounters with a friend of Medjugorje while he is there in the village, there's always a, a much deeper insight. A friend of Medjugorje has often said that just the grace of Medjugorje brings a clarity above which you would normally have. And just thinking back into the earlier days of Radio Wave, we would sit here in the studio with a friend of Medjugorje, and he would break apart these 25th messages, and, and at that time, also the second of the month messages. And sometimes we would just sit there and marvel and say, where did you get that from? How did you come up with that in the midst of the message? But a friend of Medjugorje gave his life to the messages. It is his charism, it is his calling, is the understanding of the messages. And so oftentimes he sees things in the messages that many people do not see because he doesn't just read the words that Our Lady says, but he understands what Our Lady means by what she says. And those of you that have been following a friend of Medjugorje all these years, this is something that many of you can attest to as well. Tonight's broadcast is no different. A friend of Medjugorje breaks open the September 25th, 2023 message, and his words are very challenging for us. But after you hear what he has to say, it is clear what Our Lady was speaking about in that message. It was a very windy day in Medjugorje, and a friend of Medjugorje felt so strongly about this message and its content that they had moved the talk indoors, so it's kind of echoey what you hear, but what you're going to notice is that this is very much the organic Medjugorje, and it's as if you're sitting there live in the audience hearing a friend of Medjugorje speak, and that's why it's important to follow along with the transcript. As you listen to this, you'll get much more out of this broadcast. And so here is a friend of Medjugorje, September 26, 2023. No matter how many times you come to Medjugorje, God is something to teach you. I've been overseas well over 200, and I'm always learning something from my lady. So she's got something for me to do her messages today just listening to them. It's a great grace to be here on the 25th and get a message. Where you start, everything, always, is forgiveness. September 2nd, 2009, our lady says, I call you to learn to forgive. Completely and unconditionally. In June 2nd, 2019, our lady said many times about forgiveness. Just a couple weeks ago, the Sunday reading was on September 17th. The reading says, forgive your neighbor's injustice. Doesn't matter if it's justice or your injustice, you still have to forgive. Then you pray, your own sins will be forgiven. A lot of people don't realize when they say in a deep way, you may know it, but our Father, what you judge and don't forgive, you're doing your own judgment. So think about that. If you want to forgive everybody, no matter how bad it is, Jesus will do the same thing for you. 
And if you won't, you will hold this and you're severe, then your judgment is going to be severe. Because you say that in our Father. Contemplate that. So it's saying, forgive your neighbor's injustice. Doesn't matter how bad it was. Then you pray your own sins will be forgiven. The gospel that day, Peter approaches Jesus and asks him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times. And Jesus answers, of course, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy times. It's beautiful here to see the scriptures. And then we hear a lady. On June 2nd, 2019, she says, My children, forgiveness is the most exalted form of love. And she says, Be strong in spirit that you could comprehend and forgive. The third time, she says, in the same message, You apostles are my love by understanding and forgiveness and are given an example of love and mercy. And a fourth time she says, in the same message, to be able to comprehend and forgive is a gift of which it's necessary to pray. And in the same message, the fifth time, by forgiveness you are showing that you know how to love. And the same message, for the sixth time, your Heavenly Father loves you with great love, with understanding, forgiveness, and justice, how He gives me the mother of your hearts to you. And a seventh time, forgive to pray for your shepherds, and above all to love without limits. It is a beautiful thing. When I lay is biblical. Seven forgives in one message. You're going nowhere if you don't forgive. Whatever you're here in your heart, what you be injured, what somebody did to you, when, now, old, young, a kid, you have to forgive. You will not know we're going and what's happening. Because you do not have the ability to have that because you're blocked. February 2nd, 2020. You are drawing truth to be able to discern. Forgiveness gives you the ability to discern everything. And then he gave another message through prayer and forgiveness. Everything is clear, and you'll know what to do. You are drawing truth to be able to discern. You are drawing love that you may know how to love truly. September 2nd, 2015. I will teach you truth that you may know how to discern. Many, many people today in the church, out of the church, how to discern. I will teach you love, real love, and 
after that comes the sermon. May 2nd, 2009. You are permitting sin to overcome you more and more. You are permitting to master you and take away your power of discernment. What are you thinking about? Did you catch that last night? You are permitting it to master you and to take away your power of discernment. What's taking away your discernment? What did I lay say last night? Here in a privileged time, the lady did something very big last night. And you are responsible for a lot of things and you cannot count on your hands or a calculator. you got a responsibility to do some things in your life. It's not going to be easy. You are permitting it to master you and take away your power of discernment. My poor children, look around you and look at the signs of the times. Do you think that you can go without God's blessing? Do not permit darkness to envelop you. November 2nd, 2012. I am praying to my son to give you divine wisdom and strength. I am praying that you may discern everything around you according to God's truth and to strongly resist everything that wants to distance you from my son. Did you hear that last night? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to change in your life? What is the whole world going to change? I am praying that you may discern everything around you according to God's truth to strongly resist everything that wants to distance you from my son. January 25th, 1993. May every hatred and jealousy disappear from your life and your thoughts. What is your thoughts? What did she say last night? Jealousy disappear from the life of your thoughts and may there only dwell love for God and for your neighbor. Thus, only thus, shall you be able to discern the signs of this time. Everybody's walking down the hill. They're getting communion. They're going to church. They do the praise, they do the singing, and they don't really understand the sign of the terms. November 7th, 1985. I'm calling you to love neighbor and love toward the one whom evil comes to you. In that way, you will be able to discern the intentions of hearts. If you do that, you can read what people are doing and they're thinking in their heart. 
And he's called us to a big responsibility this night. She says to us that she wants to save you. She wants to put you in position. What are we doing that's distancing ourselves from God and our family and our children? Do you want to go to heaven? Can I not go to heaven? What if you say, I don't want to care. Well, you don't go. If you say that, and they're going to hell, and you're going to heaven. But people can say that to motivate them. I want to go to heaven, and I don't want to go there as a threat or to change their direction. That I want to be in heaven. Now tell me now where you're going. I want to go if you're not there. But I do want to go to heaven. I'm trying to say this to you. I want you to be in heaven. I don't want to go in the gates. Are you not being there? I don't want to go there with you. So you want me to go here? That means you go somewhere else. Contemplate that.
God's doing something. We are beyond Sodom. Do you think that, friend? Do you think, yeah. Well, what God did, what's going to happen? Something's got to happen. It's easy to do it. Okay, yeah. Then my messages and conveying them to others. August 1983. Speak to them, young people, about it. June 5th, 1986. Be active in living and spreading messages. September 16th, 1983. I recommend to everyone in the Holy Father. Uh oh. <laughs> in particular, I recommend everyone and to the Holy Father in particular to spread the messages which I have received from my son here at Medjugorje. I'm not interested in these other ministries. This is it. This is it. I think he's waited 2,000 years who she is. The Revelation 12. The woman pursued by the dragon who had a male channel. Jerome, 300, 400 AD. He's in Bethlehem with two women. He's translating the Bible from Greek and Hebrew to Latin. We go a thousand years like that. And then we change it. Genesis, the fifth thing. God talks to man rather swear of your brow. The woman thing you can have to be submitted to your husband. And if you don't like that, go read the book how to change. Because if you're not, you don't read the Senate. The big problem is the woman, because we had the garden and we now this spirit of evil is everywhere in Eve. So then God turns to the devil and said, She will be crushing your head and you'll be striking her heel. Go read your Bible now. The scholars have changed it. He would strike. That's not what was there for a thousand years. Satan has got these smart college theologians that knows everything. Oh, really? He, which goes to Jesus. So I'm saying this, and this one right here, there's a priest right here. And I'm telling the same, what you right now. And I said, the Bible verse, you jump in the beginning of Genesis, then you jump to chapter 12. The woman, with 12 stars in her head. You are in a biblical moment just like when Jesus was here. And the scholars have to change that to weaken that Revelation 12. And he stands up and starts shouting me down. You cannot interpret Revelations. I respect you as priests, but don't give me your garbage. Our Lady is the revelation. We are alive in this moment, this unique and special time. We don't know all the details, but we can never imagine the Romans and Sodom to be what we're doing now. 
So our lady says, June 5th, 1986, be active in living and spreading the messages. If you're going to leave the messages, how do you do that? You have, at this moment, to bring people into heaven. And for you, it's going to be a sign that if you make it to heaven, you're just predatory. And you lost your children, your grandchildren, your spouse, your grandparents. Do you want to be together? you want to be together? You've got to spread the messages. All this material in the mission house, you should have a library of this, of every one of those books, and give it where you are, and go give it out to somebody. Your duty is to do that. Who doesn't want to see again their loved ones? Contemplate that. <clears throat> i uh-huh.
What's it going to be like? How can it be heaven? And you go to the gates, and your loved ones, your children, is not there. You've got to pray. It's hard for me and all of us to understand that your love is not there. How can it be heaven? We can't figure that out. Maria's father, I knew him, and I was here in the war, and he was very anti-communist, but he drank. He drank a lot. He died. Maria, and I can tell you, she's probably hesitating. Where is her father? Philip. And the lady said, he's with me. And he probably got there because the communists had put him in the car with all the visionaries. Philip, he's not that big. He's about my size. He picks up a big old rock, goes on the communist cars in front of it, and throws the rock on the hood. I guess I was he made it to heaven. <laughs> but the point, what are you doing now? They get everything in the prayer. And being a witness, they love them to be there. I really gave a message that was incredible. She said, to get discernment, look at the cross. And you'll get discernment. We know that contemplation, we know we're looking at that. That's very, very revelation. If you just go sit there and just look at the cross, you will get discernment. Discernment right now is very dead for a lot of people. Most of the world's population. You want your children? You want to lose your grandchildren? Your spouses? Our lady did something in over 40 years of messages. She made a marker, a point something different. Dale's message today is so deep, so important, that you have to recognize what you're witness and what you have allowed to distance God and the population. I've been tooting this horn from 1981. Before and I was never third person to get a cell phone in Alabama. I didn't know what it was. I was going to tour areas for my cruise that was working in my company. They say, hey, you don't want that now. This new thing's coming up. What is it? The cell. The phone. I said, what is that? I didn't understand how that worked. I bought it. $2,800, that's probably 10000 now. And for three months I had that thing, and then I got rid of it. I guess the lady was coming on starting operations around that time. I don't get that guy about that. And I've been shooting down the cell phones and tell you how bad this stuff is and how we get to get rid of it. You got something to think about. Oh, we don't go that far. Really? Oh, he's not just saying that. You know, we got to have safe folks. It helps us. 
That's why I'm very serious to you today. A lady has finally come on and said, get away from it. Is your mind so taken? Can I get away with that? Are you attached to that? Is it attached to your brain? What about the kids? A child on a computer before 16 years of age gets messed up. They're in mass. They got those stupid little things. Keeping that. They're walking around. I saw a girl who had a computer right there. She was about four or five years old. Right there. She had her laptop and she had her things. She was wired. Yesterday was a very big, big series. If you're under 16 years old, your brain, you're still developing. If you're on a computer, it deforms how you think and your outlook. And research it if you don't believe it. No kid under 16 should be on a computer or have cell phones. But now, above 16, you better start looking what you're going to do. How are you going to do it? We have a hundred extensions. We can press three numbers right here on a landline and pick up. Just like next door talking to you. And I tell you, you got to get away from this stuff. Dear children, I am calling you to strong prayer. Why? Because something's stronger than your prayer. Something's gotten deeper attention than God the way you talk to Him and to Jesus to our Lady. I am calling you to strong prayer. What did she just say? I'm calling you to prayer. No, I'm talking about strong prayer. It's going to take strong prayer because you are addicted just like cocaine. And you can't refute this thing. Just walk down the streets. Just look at everybody. It's connected to the brain, everything they do. There's studies already said that there are a few around sitting at dinner and they have stuff on there. And you go up there. You're still not connected with the person because you know that thing's there. And you think about it. And you put it in your pocket. I wonder if I check that. It's on your mind. More than God. More than that lady. More than Jesus Christ. You tell me you get your minds and you do these things that you're giving more prayer than that stupid thing. It's diabolical. I'm with you, Marco. She gets some messages. 1981, June 25th. Satan has plans. 1989. Satan has plans to modernism and consumerism. And he's going to enslave you. You're enslaved. Think about that. So I'm coming back from here and thinking about, wow, a lady just gave a prophecy. Because in 1989, it started in circles, but nothing like now. And I was thinking, wow, it changed me further than everything I was doing. 
Can I share something? Yes. Mm-hmm. God's helping, assisting exorcism, and the demon was saying to the exorcist, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. And the, the exorcist commanded the demon to tell us what he meant by you're not going to win. And he said, we're mesmerizing them by the millions through electronic waves. And that's what they say is studying. Through the media. Wow. They're mesmerizing them. Mesmerizing them by the millions through electronic waves. I like how it glitter. Satan's measure as you. It's glitter. It's nice to have this, all these things. She did that twice on the mountain. So, I'm calling you to strong prayer. Modernism, June 25th, modernism wants, how does modernism What did you just say? Who is it? It's Satan. And yesterday, everybody says Satan wants. It's, it's, it's death. He's hidden behind all these modernism. And this is good. This, we have this, we have these things. The fact that they said, didn't say Satan, is more important. Because she wanted to point into Satan, take the mask off of him in his costume, to let you understand that I'm saying, I'm calling you strong prayer, modernism wants to enter into your thoughts. It's the devil. It would be weak if she said the devil. She went big, big, big yesterday. Maria, for the first time I've ever seen, she said, I was shocked. I never thought I would say something like this. I said, hey, what happened? Because she's still broken English. She says, your, your, your brain, your, your, your thought, the way she, she quoted, your brain, your thoughts, is being changed. That's why these young kids, the millennials, they can't do nothing. You can't hire nobody. You know, they can't communicate. They don't have to communicate. If you hear them, I'll they, they want you to text them. Don't don't talk to me. Don't call me on the phone. Because they no longer communicate. And texting is not communication. It's the worst form of communication. They, they see this great in, in, in You're interrupting my life. They see life as being lost in the cyber world instead of real human relations. It's scary. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about priests. Mm-hmm. I have worked with priests who will not communicate yeah. except through text. And when you have to communicate to them face to face, they're very angry at you. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's running the show. So this message has to be broken down real strong to you. Dear children, I'm calling you to strong prayer Modernism wants to enter that door. You enter, you do something. A laser symbolism. She says he wants to enter where? Into your mind. And then he goes in your heart. 
be thanking people. I was reading about this two teenagers because her parents and she Trump, and she was hysterical, going crazy. I hate my parents. It's nice. And then another one that that floored. And she screams, I hate my parents too. This generation will kill you. They're going to kill you. Moderation wants to enter into your thoughts and steal. If you steal, that's an action word. At least not getting energies, something that image. Literally, he's stealing your thoughts and make you think a different way where you can understand the Bible from your heart. I am calling you to strong prayer. Monitors and wants to enter into your thoughts and steal from you the joy of prayer and the meaning of Jesus. I've been saying for years, if you just had 10% people of the whole world, the Muslims, the Jews, the Christians, and people who if they just pray to God, 10% the sufferings, grace would be falling like a tongue in the it's God. They sleep with it. They walk with it. They never got it. I lady gave a message that said, had a rosary in your hand. So I'm in France. And France has really got away from God. Big time. Even the older people. And so I'm walking down in Paris in the street. And several people, they looked at the rosary. And I remember one one particular they were looking at that's strange, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. In France, I just somebody just told me in France that if you pray, no, it's Ireland. It was England. Is it England? Mm-hmm. If you walk past the borders you can and you pray, they arrest you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going down the street down in France and this lady she had to be seventy five years old and she's as I'm going to her she starts going up and she step off the saddle. That goes to that one. When you go back home, if you're in the grocery store, keep it in your hand. I know you said that, put it in your hand. It's a sign of your second. Like the cross and the bank cars. From the joy of prayer and meeting with Jesus, that is why my dear little children renew prayer in your families so that my motherly heart may be joyful as in the first days. The bomb's already given, and she gets another bomb. Amazing. So that my motherly heart may be joyful as in the first days. I tell you what. When I first came here for the years, I'm not exaggerating. You go on your knees, anywhere, in the very bad weather, you held your hands, you held peace. Literally, if you could hear it at that time, it was in your hands. It was physical. You closed your eyes and you felt it in your hands. Peace. It was in the air. No distractions. As in the first day when I had chosen you, 
and day and night resounded. What resounded? This is this is big. Her say in the first days, the prayer here, day and night resounded. Where? Where did prayers go to? Supposed to go to heaven. And it was going to heaven then. But she just gave a, a big, big thing what's going on in heaven right now. And made it when I heard it. What popped in my heart. Day and night prayers resounded and heaven was not silent. Heaven is silent. The Jews, the Muslims, you go overseas, I've been to Guam, I've been to Japan, I've been to Germany, everywhere, South America. Everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody. All the religions. All the priests, all the pastors. The Pope. How much do they do that? Our lady doesn't exaggerate. She says, and heaven was not silent in the beginning because prayer was resounding. But that statement can say, heaven is silent. And even who's praying, they don't feel they finished their rosary because this happened or they got interrupted. Oh, excuse me, God. Excuse me, Mary. I got, I got, yes, I'm I'm telling you, this message is a big thing. You're in history right now, and you've got things you got to look at because little children are going to go to hell because you let them go there and you witness. This talk today is not going to be fun for you. You've got to make some things, major things in your life. You've got to make them hurt. You don't have to listen to me, but you know I was saying it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 38 years ago. You're going to send kids, your grandkids, your spouses, to hell if you let them, especially the, the children, the children. It makes me sick when I see them out there and what they have and what they're doing. And now I wear the, the girls' dress, but that's not electronics. The main thing, we got to pray. You got to start praying. There's children in your life, and it's got to stop. Can we touch the soul of heaven? Can we unite a sacred lesson? Every child creates a skylight of beauty. Can you hear cathedrals falling? All the universe is calling. Cry a single cello.
since the world has lost her way. Loneliness drew me endlessly. Yet the promised chance remains. Gift of what could be. So let what children remember the song. Let them dance, let them soar, for their lives have begun. Let the children engender the rain as the river runs through fields forever subsiding.
I know this note is heavy, and if you're not troubled in your heart, you don't know this message. And you say, how do you do this? How can I get rid of it? I just thank God I did my walk because this talk would go across the world or into Brooklyn to show people what are you going to do now? How you did it? Dear children, I am calling you to strong prayer. Modernism wants to enter into your thoughts and steal from you the joy of prayer and the meeting with Jesus. That is why, my dear little children, pray for the children. Have you got children? Teenagers? In your life? What are you going to do? How are you going to save them? They're underneath. Satan is right there by the side. They sleep with it. My dear little children, renew prayer in your families. That's what we're supposed to be doing, right? I threw my TV out because the lady convicted me. And I wrote the book, I see fine. When you go back home, we'll send you a copy. Because we updated with the cell phones there. Literally tens of thousands of people do their TV out. My house has been TV free since 1992 at that time. So I wrote, I see for, when you read that book, you, you want to throw your TV out. Renew prayer in your families so that my mother and heart may be joyful as in the first days. When I had chosen you, and day and night prayer resounded. Resounded means the sound comes from heaven, goes back up. And from back there, back and down. It resounded. And heaven was not silent, but abundantly bestowed peace and blessing on this place of grace. This place of grace. Our Lady has got all the homework for you. It's going to be very, very hard. If you die now, right now, do you see where you've been deceived and thinking of sin? You haven't been giving God your attention? Are you sure? is who I am I've been such a mess But now I can't care less I could bleed to death Oh no 
the earth why did you place an x upon the asphalt in 1963 in the year of our lord o men of the earth why did you place a stone next to the sea in the 1500 year before the birth of our lord o men of the earth why did you place a plaque upon a barren land akin to a desert in 1969, in the year of our Lord. O men of the earth, why did you place a pile of stones on the side of the road in the 1552 year before the birth of our Lord? The men of the earth respond in chorus. It is not the X upon the asphalt. It is not the stone next to the sea. It is not the plaque on a barren land. It is not the pile of stones next to the road. For they carry no importance in and of themselves. 
It is the very ground, the very soil, the marked place. It is reverent. It is sacred. To bring life back to a nation, a seed comes from a bedroom. Strong family, strong nation. The seed could only be obtained by reaching into the future. So it could be planted, growing decades before the woman implemented her idea for a bedroom. A place marked to speak to the world. A place of home. What happens in it is important. Even long ago, the ancient Greeks held a place of home makes up a strong nation. Home is the answer of how to heal nations. The woman's idea, as originally in the Garden of Eden, wanted to seed a tree of life to cancel death. The woman ordained its planting providentially at the appropriate time. The woman, the wind, flew the seed to a special place. So frail, so fragile, it grew, mighty, upon the designated place, as a marker sign, voicing something other than itself, how a nation can be healed. A people gathering daily at a marked place, at a marked time, witnessing how the world can be healed. Places are important. Marked places and marked times tell men of the earth many lessons. When he loses reverence, when he loses sacredness, he loses life and inherits severe tribulation. Only intervention by God, his secrets will be the remedy, purifying men of the earth back to peace. History teaches both in the spiritual and physical realms. In the physical realm of man, the most catastrophic, powerful, violent act ever perpetrated on man now is marked with an edifice representing a place of peace. War, peace. In the same place, the physical realm gives way to the spiritual realm, where tens of thousands of people from all over the world come yearly on August 5th and pray for peace at the Woman of Revelation's time, 10.34 a.m. At Ground Zero, at the place Hiroshima. What is a patch of asphalt? What are a few square feet near a sea? What is a tiny spot on a barren land? What are a few stones on the side of a road? O oh, men of the earth, they speak of happenings way beyond the normal, impacting world history. The X marks the spot of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. The stone pillar marks the spot next to the sea where God parted the Red Sea through Moses. The plaque marked the spot men stepped on the moon. The stones on the side of the road marks where Rachel, Jacob's wife, died after laboriously birthing Benjamin. It is a place not of laxity, it is a place of a laborious birth. 
It is a place of work. It is a place of sweat. It is the woman who calls you to labor, work, and sweat, not to relax. You are asked to sacrifice your life for the salvation of the world. In our time, people across the world have stood singularly or together on their little patch of ground for decades. Unknowingly, they may be marking the spot for a reason beyond their comprehension. Will you be exed, stone-pillared, plaqued, stone-monumented? One family, simply doing their chores for decades, could never comprehend the little patch of ground they labored and sweat upon would be marked as a spot far greater than almost all other great events. A spot marked for the whole world, where a proclamation of the woman of revelation of war began that very night on that little patch of ground. The Gumno, a place where those in grace or sin physically touched the woman of revelation, symbolizing the great moment of separation that has laboriously arrived. The great sifting of the wheat from the chaff. A great struggle is about to unfold. A struggle between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. The speck on earth with monumental importance for eternity, where an engaging struggle was initiated for three places. Heaven, Earth, Hell. Violence versus Peace. O oh, men of the earth, how can it be both at the same time? Life's purpose is a battle. O oh man, you must struggle for peace. It is a war. What place will be the supreme edifice marked for this great battle? It is the soul, marked for eternity, for what happened in its existence on earth, for all to read. Help has arrived when the woman of Revelation said, I am happy to be here. A man inspired, marked a place in the physical realm, marked by the spiritual realm. The world gained another important, important pile of rocks in a simple field. A friend of Medjugorje, the 9th of September in the year of our Lord, 2019. Abundantly bestow peace and blessings on this place of grace. You're walking here while she's walking there. And she has a big thing for you to do. Difficult. How do you do it? You don't have a plan. And they gave an amazing, incredible, incredible message. You need to get this and keep it in your pocket. Say it every day for when you need to go home and what changes you have to make. March 28, 1985 In prayer 
you shall not maybe in prayer you shall perceive the greatest joy and the way out of every situation that has no exit. Memorize it. Because what you have to do has no exit. And I lady said something, God can do anything. But in our hearts, in our mind, we can't see that. We have to perceive it. In prayer you shall perceive the greatest joy and the way out of every situation that has no exit. That is her words. She said that. There's another one I can't remember. She says, pray, pray. If you pray, I will keep you and I will be with you. We have brought over, over 50,000 people since 1986. But I would say this is probably the most serious situation you're in. You can say yes, and you can say no. I gave my lady my yes, and it's not pleasant. You got friends, you got people you know. You don't want to turn around, but your witness is first. That you're going to be praying for, and you got to do some things. For the last song, this is number two. This last one, I'm just throwing in because you got friends. Dolly Pop Pardon and Kenny Rogers. So he was dying. And so he and Dolly want to do one more song before he dies. And you got your friends and us. You got to die to your death. What will I do when you're gone? Who's gonna tell me the truth? Who's gonna finish the stories I start the way you always do? When somebody knocks at the door, someone new walks in I will smile and shake their hands but you can't make old friends can't make old old friends can't make old old friends it was me and you since way back when you can't make old friends How will I sing when you're gone Cause it won't sound the same Who'll join in on those harmonies 
When St. Peter opens the gate And you come walking in I'll be there Just waiting for you The show must go on, but you can't make old friends. No, no. You got a song to sing. You got to play. Our life is in a different situation. Father, give us a special blessing. Ask that you would be immaculate heart of our mother Mary, and may always have the grace to do your holy will. May the clarity that He brings into our life through prayer always serve to complete that will. And we ask the grace of unity where there is so much disunity. That we might be of one heart, one mind, one soul in you, Christ Jesus. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>